Welcome to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about Kings of War and a lot of other stuff, with Fred and Nido. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Giant Dwarf Podcast. I am Fred, your... Uh, main host and also with me i have vidar your uh, co-host and also we have a guest today hello mr uh, jorgen hello jorgen jorgen is, uh, has been on uh, uh, the air before uh, he, you were even a guest on the counter charge episode uh, weren't you jorgen when uh, uh, jonathan uh, and uh, and Rob were over here for uh, conquest, and uh, I believe yeah uh, yeah that's true that's true yeah and I believe uh, I believe he pronounced tried to pronounce your last name, and it yeah. became something as uh, as ogre, ogre yeah Jorgen ogre that's my name <laughs> that's okay I can live with that yeah nice um so we have uh, been a long way. A long time away from the air, uh, mostly because me and Vidog we usually um, do this in person, and uh, I just have this thing where I don't really like doing uh, uh, podcasting over the over the internets. Uh, I I do uh, make an exception for the Norwegian cast, uh, Jürgen. We are often on the Norwegian cast together on the Konger oh. og Krieg. Uh, where I feel like the bar is a bit lower, and we can just you know call each other on Skype and uh, record some random stuff. But uh, for for the for Giant Dwarf, I usually like having Vidog here face to face. And uh, I must say, Vidog, I've actually missed having you over. It's been a long time since we've played either Dead Zone or Kings of War. Yeah, I miss it so, too. Uh, uh, but I guess we are uh, we are careful people, and uh, that's <laughs> how I want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if future looks bright for uh, the Giant Wars podcast. <laughs> well, at, at some point, uh, I'm sure we'll all feel a bit safer. The numbers are going down now for Oslo, at least, so it's looking a little bit brighter. Knock on wood. And um, but you're sick all the time, aren't you, Vidar? So you know, it's yeah. Not just it's not just my fault. Oh, well, that's true. So we're trying a new uh, recording software today. Hopefully it works uh, fine. Uh, there might be some small sounds uh, here and there, but uh, oh well, it's the internet. It's you can't blame us for trying. At least we've, uh, <laughs> we're making something now. It's been a while. I think it's what, was it September we dog when we had last had the episode. Yeah, I listened to it uh, the other day actually. Yeah, just to. Uh, Remind yourself about what we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's do the segments, shall we? Uh, we start with the, just a general what's up uh, segment. Pretty loose. Um, so, Vidog, any, any, anything going on? What's up? Oh my god, nothing's <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, what's up since last time? Is that the... uh, maybe just. You know, these days, this week, perhaps. What's going on in your in your life, man? Oh, but but uh, nothing. Uh, I'm really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nothing has been going on. Uh, but you've at been all. sick since like uh, Christmas, right? Yeah, I've been sick since uh, since uh, New Year. 
So that, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Have you been so, you, you, you've been coughing uh, for, for weeks, haven't you? Yeah, we were playing D&D uh, several weeks in a row and I always had to be careful trying to mute myself before I coughed uh, your <laughs> ears off. Uh, but how are you? Are you still coughing? Because I, I haven't heard you cough for uh, for several no, days. No, this was the first time I ran. I ran after the bus, and the first time I could actually breathe properly after. So, oh nice, that's good. So uh, all all good news in the V Dog uh, section here. <laughs> have you have you met that guy again in your in the kindergarten? The one who says hello very. Uh, yeah, very sure. In- we still uh, still says hello. No, no. Nothing, nothing new there. <laughs> Just <laughs> still playing your charade. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wish uh, I had something to uh, to brag about, but uh, no, are it's you, just are r- you, working. Are you working from home uh, still? No, I'm. I'm into school. Okay, yeah, you you're out Everything? there exposing yeah. yourself. Yeah, doing doing uh, my part. Has there been any kinds of, uh, I mean, have you been doing homeschool, uh, like teaching them remotely recently, or has it just kind of opened up a little bit recently? Uh, most of the school has not been homeschool, but some, there were some around Christmas time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And uh, you, Jürgen, what's up these days? Oh, a lot, really a lot. Um, oh no, you're going to take my job away from me. <laughs> you can consider this a job, a job application for the Giant Wolf podcast co-host. Yeah, uh, because I, also I was hoping I was the most famous uh, person here, but uh, now you're Jürgen Ogre, so... Uh, it, yeah. yeah. I think you're still the most famous. I, I don't think my... Five minutes of fame. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was on the Counter-Chart podcast, Fred, actually. But maybe it was. I think it was, yeah. I think it was um, like some lo- local uh, backyard podcast from the UK or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so but anyway. Had, no, yeah. yeah. So you no, haven't you actually what, heard uh, yourself on the podcast? You just uh, assume yeah, yeah, they brought you know, their local mic and... Uh... No, I, I, I did hear it. It, it was, But this is a long time ago now. And, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, and since there's there's been so little gaming and so few tournaments, and we haven't met really met up, it feels like it's years ago. But it's it is probably just a year, right? Uh, about a year. Yes. Is, uh, huh? I mean, conquest was uh, like no, it Thirteen months ago. Thirteen months. Yeah. So it's about about a year. Ago. No. Uh, well, um, what's going on in my life? I'm. Um, I actually have a pretty exciting uh, period right now. I actually accepted a new, new job today, so I'm switching jobs, um, and nice. uh, yeah, so that's that's good. Um, so I work working construction uh, as an environmental manager, and now I'm switching to consulting. So it's pretty exciting, um, and um, and uh, yeah, hobby wise, I have had a really really good. Uh, we have a segment later about hobbies. I want yeah, uh, I want save, uh, that. <laughs> save that for later. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. other than that, we're living life. We're trying to cope with this uh, COVID stuff. You know, numbers are going down in uh, Oslo, perhaps, but in Bergen, we've had 
like a like a code red situation last week with uh, almost complete lockdown. Stores have been closed, and uh, at my workplace we have uh, had to uh, enforce some strict corona regulations. Uh, for instance, uh, corona inspections every hour, every working hour. So I have to work, okay. walk around, and, and look. Yeah, yeah, you walk around. Uh, yeah, look you look for, for people that. Now you look, look at, look at people. Uh, <laughs> look for people that stand too, stay too close together, right? Have, we have oh, to yeah. keep two meters apart now. So if you're within two meters, you have to say, "Hey, step away <laughs> from that guy." <laughs> <laughs> and if, if people that are closer than two meters, because they have some kind of work operation, yeah, uh, they, 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 they have to wear a mask. So if they don't wear a mask, you have to say, do the same. Hey, step away from that guy. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and and I'm I'm actually doing like the HSC function at my uh, the project that I'm on, so I have yeah. to take this seriously. But nobody else takes it seriously, so it's kind of a yeah, it's not uh, it's not going that well actually. But uh, yeah, wow. it's been it's been a rough week in that sense. Wow, yeah, that sounds pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Such a uh, such such a contrast to my job, is uh, we also go around telling. The students to oh can you please not hug each other, can you don't shake hands, <laughs> I told yeah. you already five thousand times, don't enter. <laughs> so it's the same thing actually. Yeah, except everyone's uh, closer than fifty centimeters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Wow. So is that part of your old job or your new job, Jürgen? No, it's, uh, it's this is my current job. Uh, I actually accepted the job offer from the other uh, workplace uh, today, so it's I'm not starting there until uh, in about three months. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was so thinking it's, maybe uh, you'd, brand uh, new. Yeah, and will you still be doing this kind of task in your new job? Walk around and tell people to. Stay away from each other? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, look, th th that's kind of uh, one reason why I'm changing jobs. Because right now, I, I'm, 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 my, my function is really like environmental management, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So, so, so making sure that we comply to uh, environmental uh, regulations and uh, and uh, yeah, to perform all the environmental uh, demands in the contracts with the clients and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm at a, at a smaller project right, right now, so so you can't like have uh, one role for each func uh, one person for each uh, function. So I have like this. Uh, I'm like the uh, HSC environmental and quality guy right now. Yeah. So I'm doing all kinds of checklists and uh, and Corona inspections and some uh, oh, water man. treatment and that. Uh, You're that. So that's guy. actually yeah. I'm that guy. I'm, that guy. I'm the paperwork guy at the, <laughs> in my workplace. I have a guy like that at my workplace, and it's so annoying because he just asks us all the time, like, "Hey, fill out these forms," and we're like, "We don't have time. We're actually doing like you know manual work. We don't even have Excel." And he sends us like Excel files, like, "Access this file and fill it out." And we're like, "We tried, but it says access denied, or we don't have a license." <laughs> like, we can't yeah. do paperwork. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, because you're a, you're an electrician now, right? Yes, and I have like an email on the work phone, and yeah, uh, yeah, the guy yeah. I work with has an iPad. But it's like it's hard for us to do paperwork. You need a like I feel like you, you need a computer and a desk to do to yeah, do yeah, these yeah. kinds of things. 
So you're like one of the guys that I'm trying to to push around to do things yeah, uh, and it, and according right. according to regulations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah. the guy also my HSC guy he keeps he keeps giving us these uh, like antibacterial sprays like on a spray can or a spray bottle, yeah. and uh, he he buys them by the by the crate. So we get like yeah. ten. Here here are ten bottles of anti or what's it called like disinfectant. Yeah. And it's like, how are we going to use this much disinfectant? I mean, should we shower in it? Or is it more important to keep a distance, perhaps, than to spray everything we have <laughs> all the time? And he sends an email like, hey, do you, do you need more disinfectant? We're like, we have nine left. Nine yeah, out of ten you... <laughs> are still left. Yeah, but you know, the, for, for that guy, uh, what's important is that when, uh, when the work inspection uh, authorities come to the workplace he can say well i actually handed out 1300 anti-back bottles so yeah, exactly uh, yeah, that's, that's what i'm doing as well i i reported a uh, maybe you'll uh, recognize this next uh, thing too I, I reported a uh, i don't know what the proper term is in english but it's called like an unwanted uh, event or something yeah 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 uh and uh, the guy was so happy. He was like, "Oh, thank you so much! I can take this to the to the management, and we'll do, have a meeting about it, and we'll." Yeah, you know what? Like... <laughs> I can relate one hundred percent to that <laughs> because uh, I got one today as well. It was, yeah. uh, but that was actually a, a serious uh, thing, though. But uh, okay. that's that's what we crave when we yeah. work in the HSC field. Like those I, reports, and and there is, there's there's a reason. That's the reason uh, we are there, right? If you don't report, yeah. uh, we can't really defend uh, our function. Yeah, that, that's what we talk about. Like, what what does this guy do at my workplace if I when we don't send in these forms? Like, he, he's just waiting around for the forms. It's so fun that you are here. You're going to put a, put like a, a voice uh, to this person. <laughs> You, yeah, you would think it's you, and I was secretly criticizing you, but it's it's not. It's actually not you. <laughs> no, but I can completely relate to that guy. He has my full sympathy. I think it's, mm. he's he's like a, a everyday hero, unappreciated. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, you have so good uh, ch uh, chemistry between you guys. So we I, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> I I have a, actually I have a WhatsApp question for uh, you, Fred. Before uh, you yes. before you start talking about yourself, uh, I felt uh, I feel a little bit suspicious, but also because we didn't talk so much about it. What is Jürgen even doing here? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um. Well. Uh, uh, I just wanted to have uh, uh, three people on because, uh, in my experience, uh, online cast usually needs more than two people. It's just a technical aspect, and uh, also we've been uh, playing together recently on the tabletop simulator, which we'll come back to. Uh, so, so and, uh, what you're can... saying is, his was your, he was your first choice. He was my. Well, I was going to well after you, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I was going to ask Iwin, but then I realized Iwin hasn't played or painted for like uh, eight months, so he doesn't deserve to be on. But uh, Jurgen here, he is a hobby machine. Uh, That's paints, actually true. Yeah. Uh, paints a lot and uh, also 
plays uh, on the UB and Tabletop Simulator. So, you know, he's a, he's a quality guy to have on. I'm uh, sorry I'm, I'm yeah. stealing your thunder right now, uh, Vito. I will try to keep quiet. It's good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, I've been actually working a lot outdoors these past weeks. Uh, it's been really, really cold here in in Norway. Uh, so I have a new set of like wool underwear that I got from work. Um, and I've been generally freezing my ass off for uh, for a few weeks now. It's typical did you that have we to have... Pay, uh, did, did you have to pay taxes for that uh, wool under, underwear? Oh, you stay away, HSC <laughs> guy. Because you know you have to pay taxes for it. <laughs> what if I only use it at work? Yeah, maybe that's okay. At my workplace, if, if, if it has a logo, you have to pay ta- You don't have to pay taxes, but if it does have a logo for the company, you have to pay taxes for it. Okay, then, uh, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's not speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've actually been um, even putting these water bottles in my pockets, like filling small, small bottles of soda with warm water, and then having one in each pocket on my jacket, because it's like a quite big winter jacket with big pockets. Just to have these water bottles, or that, what, do you, what do you call them, like uh, heating, heating bottles, I guess, uh, with me when I go out in the... In the in the frost and snow, and uh, it, but it feels really weird to walk around with two uh, like warm sources on your body because it kind of feels like you peed yourself. <laughs> what? Yeah, I can imagine. And 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 then I it turns to ice. Fortunately, the the water bottles don't turn to ice instantly, but uh, uh, they do become cooler. And uh, when I come in for lunch, they can. I can use them for drinking water because then they're cold again. So, it's it's the reuse, you know, reuse, recycle, basically. <laughs> very good, very environmentally friendly. Yeah. Otherwise, I went skiing actually on Monday. Ah, oh, nice. Where did you go? Yeah, uh, uh, no, it's it's uh, one of these local like downhill facilities. Uh, I've never ah, actually yeah, gone okay. downhill skiing in. Uh, like in Oslo, because I didn't actually know there w- there were any any such facilities here. I just assumed that, that there were no tall enough hills. Uh, so I was like, uh, uh, so the story is, I I took the day off on Monday because um, my wife had the day off. Well, she was working uh, a night shift, uh, like night to Tuesday, so she had the day off. And um, I don't know. I got the feeling, you know, uh, how. Uh, uh, Men are experts at reading uh, like uh, hidden small signs and uh, and uh, signals from from women. Like, uh, <laughs> no. So w- when I when I found her eating a big box of ice cream, I was like, wait a minute, something's <laughs> wrong. You're feeling sad. <laughs> so she was like. Kind of down. She, you know, all her friends are like, "You're really scared to meet," and, uh, uh, and since she works in a hospital, her family doesn't want to meet her either because they're like, "No, you could be infected." So she was like a bit depressed and just binging on ice cream on Sat on the Saturday, and I was like, "Okay, I have to do something with her. Like, we need to do something to, I don't know, forget that we are in a pandemic." Uh, so uh, I researched, and at first I suggested taking the car and going. Like uh, like a couple of hours north to a, like a proper like down, <laughs> skiing facility, um, but we figured out that it's not a, it's just a half hour to drive up to 
Trivan. And uh, it's not, it's, I mean, it's not as big as you would like, but it's, it's still fun, right? It's a couple of slopes and, uh, and a proper, and a proper lift, you know, the seating lift, not, not the cup that you put between your legs, which is uh, shit, but the, the, like, the, <laughs> you know, the, the sofa that brings you up to the, to the top again. The flying yes. ski couch. Yeah, yeah. And that was fun. I haven't skied in like 10 years, I think. So, Sounds uh, great. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I didn't last more than like two hours, though. My knees were hurting and everything. And I was cold. So uh, uh, my body didn't actually th- didn't thank me afterwards. Uh, I think skiing is for younger people, I've realized. Um, might be because I'm... If if I'm going really fast, I actually don't dare to stop, because I I just have all these memories of falling over, like when I try to stop really hard or fast, I just you know face plant, so I just choose not to stop, and then the speed just increases even more, and then I so I usually just go like a cannonball down the whole slope, <laughs> <laughs> which is very scary, uh, and hard on the knees. But you had to stop at one point. Yeah, but in the bottom, you know, there's usually a big, like, uh, flat area, so you can just use that area to naturally break or slow down. <laughs> you sound so professional. Well, yeah. Maybe they'd be like, oh, he's a professional downhill skier. Look at how fast he's going. And actually, I'm like, oh, screaming. I was actually screaming at one point. <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard me, but it's, it's true. So, uh, well, that is the What's Up segment, I guess. And all the awkward introductions have been made. Uh, uh, We're going to move on to news and events. But first, I'm going to stop this recording and see if it hopefully became an actual recording. Okay, so we are back. Have we refilled our uh, drinks, perhaps? Yeah, it's. I already have one. It's uh, half empty. I think it's half full. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> my life. <laughs> and you, Jürgen? Yep, I have a half of a glass of Hansa IPA. Of course, the Bergen beer. Yeah. I'm okay. saving mine, mine for later. Well, after this is over, you can celebrate with a... Yeah, and I'm going to celebrate brewski. with a Hansa IPA. Okay, so uh, uh, we are having some small sound issues, at least I think we are having. Uh, So there might be some echo and maybe some small sounds. Uh, So it's a little annoying, but there is nothing we can do about it. I'm sure there is something we could do, but we can't figure it out. Yeah, I'm unable. I've uh, started drinking and... uh, Technical problems are beyond me starting yeah. now. <laughs> they are be- beyond the Jürgen too. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, That's true. Uh, one other thing. <laughs> oh, did I say I actually... Uh, <laughs> you know that old laptop that I've been complaining about for, t- I don't know, 10 years? Yes. I've actually gotten a new laptop, which is iWin's old laptop. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So the... Legendary DM Iwin has granted me his old laptop, which he had not been using for two years, I think, two or three years. 
but uh, compared to mine, it's a it's a it's a race car. So uh, I'm really happy. I can do. Uh, in theory, I can play a lot of games now, like new games, instead of just playing my old medieval Total War from 2005. Cool. And also, you could fill out the Excel sheets from that HSE guy at your workplace. Yes, but then I would be doing it on my on my own time. That was that would be weird. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I just wanted to say that to name drop Iwin and like thank you to Iwin for that. News and events. So let's go into the news and events, guys. All those news, uh, all those tournaments we are uh, currently having. Uh, My calendar is full. Yeah, it's <laughs> stock full. But did you see that uh, Australian Masters was held, the Uh Yes, I did like, actually. Like a real, with li- real, real life tournament with actual people. So yeah, that I was seemed, quite uh, envious about that, actually. Yeah, yeah th- who's not? I mean, I think we're all looking at those pictures of like uh, a room full of uh, Kings of War players having fun. Uh, looked great. Uh, seemed like a good turnout, and uh, the winner was the guy who always always wins, I believe. Yeah, Jeff Jeffrey Trash is his name, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I listened to the uh, the counter charge episode about that tournament. Yeah, a good listen. I like that that guy. Uh, what's his name? It's Matt Croger. Matt Croger. Yeah, Matt Croger. Yeah, he's he's fun. Croger. Yeah, he has this deep Australian voice which uh, soothes my ears. I I wish he would pronounce uh, Basilea correctly, but other than that, I think he's really good. Uh, how does he say it? Basilea. Bas Basilea. Basilea. I know it's like, it's, like rhymes with Australia, which is probably why he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that looks good. And uh, also, there is an event planned, another UB event. I guess mostly uh, UB events are happening. Uh, and that is the Sweaty Gigante uh, mem- memorial event, I guess, for Jesse Cornwell, who sadly passed away uh, recently. Um and the UB event will be in the towards the end of February, and uh, they are accepting donations as well, so people can give money to, like Jesse's family, to pay any you know hospital bills or whatever. So yeah. uh, throw some dollars their way if you feel like it. The info should be on uh, on Facebook. So. Uh, you, Jürgen, have you? Uh, I know, I know for a fact, Vida has not participated in any UB events. But have you uh, done that, Jürgen? Uh, no, I have not. Um, because uh, you know, it's. I think it's um, when when it goes over several several weeks, and you you have to like put up a set of time, uh, like every other week to play. That just doesn't work in my uh, in my life. So. This uh, sweaty gigante tournament uh, could be uh, something to look into because it's one day, three games, short and uh, sweet. Yeah, and it's I going believe... to be won by a Norwegian. It is. Uh, Who? Thomas. Thomas. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> he is the one yeah. guy representing Norway in the UB events. Uh, yeah. I I heard he, he does he, very well actually. Yeah, I, heard, I saw he made sure Norway had a 75% win rate or something in the last call yeah. to arms. 
Yeah, he's going to crush all opposition. You heard it here, here first. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the the previous event we held in Oslo was the Masks of War event in October. Uh, and the the yeah, speaking of Thomas, he won that event with his Twilight Kin. And uh, yeah. Henning uh, came second place with Kingdoms of Men. And Bjorn came in third with Trident Realms. And V-Dog, I believe you came in fourth with your Night Stalkers. What? I thought I did really well. You played, Didn't you play on the top table in the last round? Yeah, but... Yeah, and then you lost that game and you know how it goes. Yeah, I lost against you... Thomas. Isn't it typical though? If you play on the top table and lose, there's always a risk of dropping to fourth place. And I think that's what happened to you. Yeah, yeah I rolled two snake eyes or something. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, we actually talked about this. Jürgen, last time we had a Norwegian cast, we spoke about, like I said, that I really want to do an event and have a face masks and all that. Uh, and this yeah. is the follow up where we actually say, talk about it. And it's been months and months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Vida, as, an, as a uh, participant, do you recall anything from that event? Do you want to, uh, could we get your report? I know it's been a while, but uh, did was, you enjoy uh, it? I had a good time, uh, despite the masks, but now we're used to them. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't remember my so much about uh, my games or anything like that. And the social aspect was a little bit amputated. Down. Yeah. Or did we play uh, Battle Royale? No, that was. Uh, I think that was another. That was earlier, a couple of months okay. before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It was a bit weird because it was like everyone wear your masks, and uh, you know, if if you take your mask down to take a sip of your of your beer or your coffee, then you know, please don't speak. You know, put it back on before starting to speak, and it's. That was a bit weird for some, you know, it's a, it's hard to get those uh, habits, perhaps, into your body. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I it was fun to see everyone. I remember one thing, actually. At yeah. least I think I remember it. I was trying to uh, you know, give away my giant, Mantic Giant, uh, oh, as a yeah. prize. You had donated it as a, as a prize for the lottery. Yeah, and then in the lottery, <laughs> I won it uh, three <laughs> times in a row. Yeah, Despite the lottery turning it down. The lottery refused to uh, let you give away your giant. So I had to I take it back. Because <laughs> we had, I think we had, we had twelve uh, people, and I rolled a d uh, like a d twelve, and uh, every time the number came up, V dog, because uh, you came in fourth, and I can remember I rolled a four. And I rolled a f like, Vido, do you want it? And you said no, and everyone laughed. And I rolled a four again, and it was like, uh, Vido, you sure you don't want it? And you're like, no, I don't want the fucking giant. And then I rolled a four for the third time, and you were like, okay, I'm taking it back. Like this is yeah. too scary to uh, some. The universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> yeah, what I actually did think was, uh, well, this might be good for my Northern Alliance project. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought that after you tried to give it away, like. Yeah, I convinced myself. Uh, well, yeah, what I can I use this giant for? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it some yeah, that, skis. That's right. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a fun event, uh, but of course, you know, uh, uh, in, in, like COVID numbers have just increased since then. And while I felt it was safe enough to have it at that time in October, 
and I haven't felt safe enough to have one since then. So it's uh, it's still our last event. Yeah, but now uh, it's not even allowed, right? I suppose there's some sort of maximum number of people you can gather in any in any room. Yeah. I don't know what the number is. It keeps changing. I think it's ten so, right now. Yeah, ten. I think we were. Okay. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were like ten-ish. Yeah. But I think I it was higher back then. I thought it was just wife. You thought it was what? <laughs> the number of people. I thought it yeah. was wife. <coughs> wife and Not kids. kids. Just wife. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are in a separate room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's mostly how I live too, though, Vidog. I I see no one except for my wife. But I do go to work with actual people, so I do actually feel a bit bad for for people who work home office, because they must be. I mean, if I'm if I feel like I'm starting to climb the walls, then they must be much worse. Yeah. I were, I I met my mom last uh, weekend with the kids and she was like oh it's so good to see people again so many people outside but that's my work i work with lots of lots of uh, kids yeah so uh i couldn't relate at all i haven't so, missed it so she's been like self-isolating for months yeah or at least yeah yeah well that's yeah, yeah that's um, how my mom has been doing too it's a bit it's a bit strange but uh that's these times. Oh well, to on to warmer and uh, fuzzier topics. Um, are you ready for this uh, podcast's uh, forum news, uh, Vidog? Yes, I think we have a badge news. We have a badge news. That is correct, because <laughs> the the coveted devotee badge, the gold devotee badge, I might add. Uh, which had usually only been won by uh, one guy, which we talked about on the last cast, uh, has been uh, awarded to uh, a second guy, uh, which is called uh, Captain Keno from Germany, I believe. So there are now two people with the gold badge uh, called Devotee, which means to have visited the forum every day for 365 days straight. Uh, and I still don't have one. To my great disappointment, Jürgen, are yeah, you ever I, in the Kings of War forum? Uh, yes, I, I, I'm a, I'm a avid reader, but I'm not a con contributor actually. Okay, so, long-time reader. Mostly, I'm a I'm a lurker, I, and I mostly lurk on the, <laughs> uh, the uh, on the uh, yeah. hobby hobby or like the showcase uh, section. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in the showcase should, section. Should, right? should be a badge for lurking. Yeah, even lurking 365 days. Gold yeah. lurker badge. Not a single like, not a single comment. Just. <laughs> I do actually think I liked uh, maybe one post or something. That's uh... Yeah, I actually saw a guy in the post on Fanatics. Uh, I think yesterday, and he said, "Like, bye bye Facebook. I am leaving you. From now on, I will only be posting my stuff on the Kings of War forum." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, mm. and I felt like a warm feeling in my heart. <laughs> yeah, you should. But it's actually yeah. a good place. I think, especially the. Um, I'm not so into like the tactics and armor lists and stuff like that. But the hobby, the showcase section is really good. Yeah, I, I think I that think is the great. life, lifeblood of the page. I think. And a very yeah. friendly group. Very friendly comments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good little corner. They, like we. 
we call it, it's a friendly corner of the internet. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. That's the news and events segment, I guess. Not a lot to uh, report, but uh, uh, should we say, uh, um, uh, Jürgen, did you... Uh, do you have a like? A, did you watch a lot of those uh, mastercrafted videos, like Kyle and Jesse? Were, were they? Did they play a role um, for you when you were starting Kings of War? I've certainly watched them a lot, and I loved uh, mastercrafted. But I, I I started watching mastercrafted before uh, Jesse was in the in the show. It was uh, when uh, it was Kyle and uh, who was that? What's the name of that other guy? Oh, yeah, I'm in the same, I'm in the same group. I only see, I only seen Mastercrafted with uh, without Jesse, so it must be before. Okay, because I've, I've seen, seen so many people see. like writing on Facebook that they they almost owe their uh, like uh, they were interested, like slightly interested in King's War, you know, just on the fence, and then they stumbled over like mastercrafted with battle reports between like Kyle and Jesse and so many people are saying like that's what actually made me jump off the fence and and start playing Kings of War and I think it's such a great uh, great thing to hear people say that yeah but he had he had a, a really positive energy on those uh, casts and uh, the whole like uh, internet the minor internet celebrity status and the pizza Jesus and everything was it was funny and it was uh, i think it was good and he was a good ambassador for the game and the community so yeah i think it, it was a it was a big loss for the kings of war international scene absolutely and for the, like the um, the uh, the amount of or the the, the presence uh, the internet presence so to speak of the game uh, as a whole because there yeah. are many there are well, not many but there are a few kings of war channels on on uh, youtube right yeah. Uh, but if you compare to like uh, Warhammer or Fantasy, uh, 40k, Age of Sigmar, uh, Guild Ball, even Infinity, it's just so much more content being produced for those games. Um, at least to the quality that Mastercrafted had. So yeah, I think that's, uh, that's true. It's a big loss for the community, I think. Yeah, you're right. And also to, to have a guy that's so, that was so free, uh, I don't know, like. Uh, uh, outspoken, sort of, and not afraid to say his meaning, <laughs> to call call out bullshit if he saw it, and uh, yeah, he was a uh, good guy indeed. And uh, I used to think that when I watched those Mastercrafted reports with uh, with those guys, it was like I felt kind of proud that they were playing the same game as me. If you know what I mean, it was like, yeah, yeah. oh, this cool, this awesome guy, he's playing Kings of War. Wow, I'm like I, I just I don't I don't know I just, I just felt lucky that uh, Jesse was playing King's War, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was a good like ambassador he, for the game. Yeah. Caleb, so, yeah. Caleb is the name of the guy before Jesse on Massacrafted. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, so um, let's move on to the next segment without getting uh, bogged down. Uh, it's weird when you when you enter a subject like the passing of Jesse. It's like it's. I'm not sure if I'm. Can 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 I just speak about that casually and then move on, or you know what I mean? It's a bit. Uh, but I guess we just need to move on from it at some point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, rest uh, in peace, Pizza Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy your free buffet up there. I I think I have to buy one of the t-shirts now. The pie, the slice, the bite. Amen. 
Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and uh, I've ordered one of those uh, Mantic Warlocks uh, special miniatures. I think oh, your nice. um, your local buddy Morten uh, Jürgen he organized a little like uh, cooperation of uh, ordering several of those from our supplier, so we yeah. save on shipping and stuff. So uh, I think that was no a really nice get. gesture from uh, from Mantic. Yeah, absolutely. But so, uh, before we leave that topic, yeah, just say one yeah. thing because you asked me what what if if Jesse like a mastercrafter was like the driving forces to bring me into Kings of War, and actually that's not uh, I, I was thinking about it when you said it, but I didn't want to mention it. But now that we're on the topic, actually it was uh, it was you and Lars and, and Vida that brought me into the uh, Kings of War scene in Norway because uh, I I've been a garage gamer my whole life, right, with a small yeah. group of friends, never mix intermixing with anyone. Never attending any tournaments, just hanging out in uh, my garage listening to Weezer. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, but it was actually you, you guys uh, posting on the Norwegian Kings of War forum, uh, uh, not Kings of War, but the uh, uh, Warhammer forum, about Kings of War and the early tournaments that you guys had at Filmen's uh, Hus in, uh, in Oslo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, 2015. With a broken cup and everything. That was what actually made me join my first Kings of War tournament, which was Reign of Kings uh, in Bergen. Uh, I think it was maybe not that year, but the next year. Yeah, so 2016 probably. Probably, probably 2016. So actually I actually have you guys to thank that I'm, uh, I've joined the, uh, the community. Oh, well, oh, that's cool to hear. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah V-Dog is the, also known as the godfather of Kings of War, I believe. But that's uh, Jürgen's name for me, or... No, who called me that? I don't know. Someone called you that. Yeah, I was on... The, I was just because I was on the barricades and uh, <laughs> defending it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, good one. Good, good, good. Let's move on to uh, games and hobby, guys. And I know you, Jürgen, have been saving up some uh, something for this. Games and hobby. Yeah, I've actually been doing both. Uh, not that many games, actually, but um, I've had a couple of UB games. Uh, but we can... Um, I have to say, first of all, I, I, I had a really, like, a, a hobby drought uh, during the fall of last year, or the fall yeah. and the winter of last year. So I, we have this uh, Norwegian uh, painting competition, right? Or the painting challenge that each, each month... Uh, yeah, uh, run by you and V-Dog. Yeah. Uh, which I use... Normally, I, 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 I participate, right? And I deliver some kind of contribution, even though it's just a small one to, to, to be in there and to, uh, to like, drive it. But um, this fall, I've been doing absolutely nothing hobby-wise. Uh, but after Christmas, I've gotten this really huge surge of inspiration, right? So after Christmas, I, I, I found those... Uh, you remember you, you sent me a lot of old, really old, like, uh, Harlequin, Dark Elf uh, crossbowmen? Yeah, like yeah, sure. I had, uh, a year ago, a year and a half, something like that? Uh, yeah, maybe almost a year. Yeah, I had... I just I was cleaning up. I had I was just realized that I had too little space for all my stuff and uh, posted some photos of those old uh, uh, yeah Harlequin the crossbowmen with the curly shoes and uh, <laughs> yeah 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 looking like and, 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 goblins or something yeah 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 cool 
So you, you started to paint those up? Yeah, uh, but, uh, I just got this spur of inspiration and I just started painting. And I just opened my drawer and started with some models. And that was those uh, Harlequin uh, crossbowmen. And then I had yep. to buy some like fifth edition monopost plastic swordsmen to go with them. They cost 50 kroner, like five bucks on uh, on uh, on the web. And I uh, painted those. And I just yeah. kept going. So, so so far, I've painted like 80, 80 miniatures this year. Uh, yeah. And I just finished like my third uh, undead balefire catapult. So, so 80, mon 80 minis plus three war engines. Uh, no, I'm counting each war engine as one mini, but they are they are okay, actually okay. three. Right? All so that it's, since, uh, uh, it's been a really productive year so far. So all that has been in 2021. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I did I, see I, you post a photo of all, all those old, uh, well, Twilight Kin, I guess. Uh, Twilight Kin, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're really productive. But man, those old, uh, oh, those old swordsmen, the Dark Elf swordsmen. Uh, they are. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> they're bad, yeah, I agree. But they cost 50 kroner, so. But how many did you get for 50 kroner? Uh, I got 24, or 26. You are like our, when it comes to painting, you're like a Kings of Norway's version of Mark Selinski, because he always says, my favorite color is done. You prefer to, like, get stuff out there, you know, get it painted to, a, like, a decent standard, and you have suddenly you have a whole army that you can play with on, on the tabletop. Um, so uh, I feel like you're our... You're our uh, a representative of the don't worry too much about it just get throw some paint on it and uh, yeah, you know. I completely I completely adhere to that uh, my favorite color is done I think that's uh, actually uh, quite important that you just don't dwell too much on things and just uh, because I don't really enjoy sitting down with one model and, and like really working on it that's not why what I enjoy I enjoy mass producing stuff getting things on basis making a huge army in a short time yeah, and I feel like this fun. sense of accomplishment I disagree but you, yeah. you two are of the same type uh, well I like to get things done but I uh, I do tend to, to, to use too much time on it so I kind of get bogged down in the in the time uh, on the time aspect so I usually get jealous when I see Jürgen's units, like, here's a new unit of spearmen, boom, like, oh my god, <laughs> like, 20, 20 spearmen, <laughs> so fast, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, you've been doing well, Jürgen, you are on track to be the hobby hero of 2021, let's oh, see I'm if you can, uh, that, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that we get to play soon, that is the thing, yeah, um, so uh, we can just talk about hobby first, I guess. Uh, Vidor, how have you been painting anything recently? Oh boy, do I have! But uh, didn't we um, have a deal that you were going to ask uh, me first, not Jürgen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it just uh, it flowed naturally. Uh, so so, it's, uh... so now I have to to tell everyone that I haven't done anything after Jürgen has painted eighty models. <laughs> uh, I have yes. 
Yes, I have arranged my paints and threw some of them away because they were dried up. Well, that's hobby. I'm trying yeah. to be positive <laughs> it's for hobby you. as well, yeah. <laughs> so it's been quiet on your front, uh, Vidog? Yes, uh, mostly because what? I've been a little bit sick, so I haven't had yeah. the energy. So what's the last thing you painted? I don't remember. Something for January, probably, or December? I didn't. I don't think I entered anything. So you've been. You have a plan this month, okay. right? Yeah. Talk about your plans for painting Vidog. Yeah, I have two legions of uh, militia uh, with a few, too few models on the multipiece. So I'm going to paint a few more models um, uh, in the winter holiday, winter vacation. Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm going to try that. When is the winter holiday, actually? Uh, yeah, well, not next week, but the week after. Really? Okay. And that will be for your Kings of Men army? Uh, um, did you say that? Yes. yes. I actually have it. I don't know what I've been, been planning, but I thought I had to collect a lots of militia and a lots of other peasant models to make two legions. But it turns out I have far too many models, so I can actually make two legions more if I want. <laughs> Four legions. Uh, yeah, wow. Cool. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. So the options are uh, endless. Yeah. I completely think you should do that. Four legions. It would be impressive <laughs> on the table. Yeah. And uh, and I also have some Northern Alliance plans, but I will. That will have to wait until next month. Okay. So. Uh, I, I did, ready I did to pass. Uh, okay, we do. Yeah, I did some. What I did with the Northern Alliance multibases is that I carved a hole in all of them. So all my multibases yeah. has a hole in them. In uh, the middle? Uh, what's, to the, what's the plan? Them? Pivot them? No, not, not like a small hole, like a big hole. Okay, you have to tell why, why, why are you drilling holes in your uh, bases? <laughs> oh, that's. It's sort of like a secret, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. no. But I actually need the depth in the base. Oh yeah. Uh, so I have to maximum. I'm going to build them a little higher too. Uh, so the the whole multi base will maybe be two three centimeters high, and then yeah. I'll get some depth I'm looking for. Yeah. So I'm going to have Trying a depth. To... Uh, I have want a depth that is deeper than the actual tray, if you know what I mean. Yeah, apparently you're going for yeah. uh, into the negative space. That's pretty I'd, hard. Ideally, I should have a, yeah. Ideally, I should have a hole through the gaming table. You should... uh, so yeah. your your Can't army you is cut... coming out of some sort of underground uh, dwellings. No, it's more like uh, it's going to. Uh, there's small, uh, maybe walk on top of a lake or small water, which are deep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so, so you can see 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 into it. Frozen lakes you can see oh. down into. Oh, are you going that to play nice. with uh, water effects? Uh, I'm actually going to try to do this with just plastic. Oh just, really? Uh, okay, paint like whatever I need acrylic? in. Yeah. Uh, no, cool. just uh, like uh, clear plastic. From packaging, 
Yeah, okay. You know, wow, this yeah. is That's radical. An annoying packaging from uh, Klaus Olsson and similar stuff. So, so I just so I just have to paint whatever uh, is going on inside the water and then I just cover it like a tin layer of ice, like a tin and use plastic. And then let me guess, a layer of PVA on top of that. No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Oh, come on, it's your, it's, your, it's your thing. You yeah, always maybe. use PVA. We'll see. we'll see if it works. I don't know if PVA it works. PVA dog. But um, I'm, ideally, I just <laughs> want some frosted frosted plastic that looks like ice, maybe. And I'll, cool. I'll, I'm going to try to make uh, the, the colors uh, that's, that's under the plastic uh, dark and blue enough so it will look like ice, I hope. It's pretty radical. I mean, yeah. Of course it is. It's. You know, uh, there are th products you can use for like doing that with actual like water effect and stuff, like drowning it all with the clear. I mean, I know yeah. that you know this. Yeah, but it's it's so it's too much. I think. Well, it's not too much, but uh, I think it's easier, and I want to yeah. see if it's uh, also better because I'm not making water. I'm making ice, so I don't yeah. want the water effect. I want the but, ice um, effect. I see. And yeah, it's I easier mean, to you, see through. You could just build up with the water effect and then maybe white dry brush the top or something. But uh, okay, then let us how it's going and uh, maybe you'll try different techniques if you if you if you're not happy with the first one or yeah, we'll see or something. Hmm. Okay, Coolio. This is a well, classic uh, video project, I think. Yeah, he's always going these new directions uh, yeah, where no man has like uh, tread before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creative, no cliches. The crazy, yeah, no creative genius of King's War Norway. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We had gonna, this discussion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was sort of mocking mocking Jürgen because he paints his armies in sort of cliche colors. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know when we had this discussion. I didn't know how serious it was. And I actually saved some information I didn't dare to say to Jürgen. But I can say it now. Yeah. Do it. Uh, and it, uh, I think the conversation went something like this. And he said, um, well, it's, I'm not sure how it started, but he wanted to paint his dark elves purple. And I of said, course. oh, that's a, that's a cliche with purple uh, emo uh, dark elves. Yeah. And uh, I, I've told him something I, I like to think of if I have an army, what colors is, are they least, are, are they not most seldom in this, what kind, what kind of colors can be original? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I like see. in wood, wood Elf Army, I hate green Wood Elves. Uh, my army is uh, autumn colored, I told uh, Jurgen. And of course, Jurgen has green Wood Elves. Yes, <laughs> I, I uh, guess so. <laughs> I, I didn't think of that when I said it. Uh, maybe Jurgen thought I did, but I didn't. And I was going to say, but I stopped. Yeah, but at... I, actually, I actually <laughs> didn't have green Wood Elves at the time. Yeah, I had, yeah that's like, what I yeah. understood. I had and, like uh, these. Uh, yeah. Was that the idea? Yeah. No, I didn't actually have any green woodlands at the time, so so I painted really? them after he he criticized green woodlands. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh wow, it's a double burn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I missed it. Just... Uh, because I'm going, I was going to say also in that um, in that same situation, I was going to say, and and for instance, if I want. Um, what I really hate uh, when you paint um, when you paint humans is this uh, color combination red and blue. 
I hate it. I don't think it goes together at all. I don't understand why people think red and blue goes together. And I then I thought about it before I said it, and I came to think of it that Jürgen's uh, Kingdom of Ben Army is <laughs> red and blue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, it's it's themed after Altdorf in Warhammer Fantasy, right? Yes, but but that but that's you know Jürgen, all your armies. Are, paint, are painted just the way I would never paint my armies. Uh, That's, yeah, uh, probably. Except my Night Stalkers. Maybe, maybe not the Night Stalkers. Yeah. No, you know yeah, what? You are, uh, uh, Jürgen is you know, just, it's a, he's a classic guy. Classic paint yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, That's the thing. I, I am drawn to the classic uh, expression of, of the old world. That is what so I'm drawn that, to. And, so I, I, and I love like creative uh, paint schemes and I love people doing their own thing I just imagine my armies in that setting and that's why I paint them that way and that means that we can um, we can um, already uh, try to uh, imagine what kind of colors Jürgen's next army will be and the next army after that if he's going to paint dwarf they will probably be uh, blue and white maybe and uh, it if should be, going... yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so, stuff like that. It's it's so. <laughs> oh. oh well, he's living in a safe world. Allow him. His, and his if safe you are painting bubble. like tomb kings or or empire of dust, they should be like in light blue and gold. Probably, yeah. Um... Well, oh well. At least you're getting things done, Jurgen. Yeah. Yeah, I I always have that, and I Touché. also. What what I uh, I think the, the the main difference between V Dog and me uh, when it comes to the hobby is that V Dog he thinks everything through and plans and collects things and he has an idea uh, in uh, in his mind of what this go what this is going to be when it's finished. What I do is I open my drawer of stuff and I pick up something and I start painting it. And I grab whatever colors are there. And usually, of course, if I'm painting uh, dark elves, what is the what is the most uh, what is the first thing that uh, comes into my mind? Purple. Okay, so I grab the purple and I start. And when I first started, there's no turning back. You just have to keep going. Yeah. So if I'm painting demons, they are going to be red. And if I'm painting dark elves, they're going to be purple. <laughs> If I'm painting elves, they're going to be green. Yeah. I, so. I, I, I do actually... Uh, I'm, I think I'm a bit like you, V-Dog. I, I do a conscious effort to choose colors that are different, almost maybe to the extreme, which is why my orcs are orange skin and green have green armor instead of yeah, that's uh, true. green skin. So I, I also like changing it up a bit. And, uh, uh, you know, we're... Like uh, I guess I was maybe inspired by Lars's yellow goblins, you know, and I did my orange orcs, and I've been thinking if I ever did the abyssals, maybe they would be also like a some sort of pastel color, uh, not red. So yeah, I, I like to change it up as well, but uh, to each his own, I guess. Um, so should I do hobby, Jürgen, or 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 do you have more? No, no, please, please. You, you I think you have last. something to show. Yeah, but Jürgen is the only one who's like pumping out the info. <laughs> yeah, but now you're not recognizing me at all. At least I tried. <laughs> then you, go, you asked okay. me that. 
It's just so... Go back to Jürgen and... Uh, can I say something now, yeah, like the Jürgen's like the only... He's the only act real contributor on this on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, well, no, if we played... I, I don't had a nice discussion count. about... And, uh, and colors. And, 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 and so, highlighting the differences. Yeah, yeah but... I've done a little bit hobby. I, I, I also also have a little bit of a, a slump, um, uh, V dog like like you probably. Uh, the last thing I painted was actually the uh, orc axe horde, which was in the the December painting contest. So uh, I did not deliver anything for January, and I have I have yet to paint anything in February. So. Um, but I am assembling uh, some minis though, because um, I, I got that uh, box, the War in the Holds box, with the new Ratkin and the new Goblins. Uh, so I am, uh, uh, you know, gluing those together and trying to organize them into some sort of regiments. Um, so I, I, do, I really like the new Goblins and the, the Ratkin are cool as well. Uh, only thing is I'm unsure of is... Uh, I, I regret putting spares on a, a lot of them because I've been reading uh, like posts in the Goblin group and stuff on Facebook, and it seems like people are like, ah, oh, it's not worth it with the spares. So you should just go for the the standard ones, the the rabble without spares because they're cheaper and they can take almost as much as a, a punch. So, so now I'm like torn. Like, do I do I clip the spears off again, or do I just go for it? I don't know. I, I kind of, I've hit a bit of a speed bump with those. Um, but really cool models. Those new Gobos. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Um, so also, I, I I I should go and spray paint some someone, but I, I don't dare because it's like sub zero degrees, and I just know that spray paint doesn't really act normally when it's too cold so uh, i'm kind of like i feel like i'm being held hostage by winter uh, with <laughs> with uh, with doing hobby and maybe i have to resort to the old v-dog trick of uh, never spray paint just do the bestial brown uh, with the brush yes that's the best way yeah <laughs> it works um, it's easier so... to get the depth of the paint into the recess of the models if if it if there's a model that I'm going for if I'm going for a dark color scheme then I I actually usually do that uh, I usually do the brown uh, brush the V dog style undercoat but uh, if I'm going for a light scheme I usually do the white undercoat and you just can't do the white with a brush it just ugh, becomes messy and, and weird so uh, also a bit slow on my hobby end as well. But uh, guys, we do have one cool thing to talk about, which is uh, games. Um, we did a game together on Tabletop Simulator uh, with uh, the Kings of War Battle Royale, uh, or previously known as the Kings and Treachery. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, we all forced you all to buy Tabletop Simulator, and uh, we had a little bit of a struggle to get it all set up perhaps and uh, and we had to do a little demo session for each of us to learn the rules or not the rules but you know how the controls i guess and how to move around and how to navigate and also how to set up the army because uh, it's not super straightforward but uh, do you want to speak a bit about uh, uh, that experience uh, v-dog the, the, the whole 
process before and also the actual game. Yes, it was uh, so worth it. Uh, best I think so money too. I ever spent. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually I'm not. Um, well, I'm a little bit sarcastic, but I still think it was okay spending money on it. We don't have to you do play. not. <laughs> I can we hear can it. Play, we can play no. several times. You just have to yes. stop at the one. But the nicest, the nicest thing about it was uh, first getting... Uh, you took the responsibility of uh, dig deep into the program and see what it was capable of doing and getting the introduction with you was a nice experience and also to have a nice chat with uh, three friends uh, when we played and yeah. I, 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 I would be more than willing to play a game um, uh, sometime uh, yeah. I think maybe picking uh, Kings and Treasure or Battle Royale for it uh, is good in the social aspect, but uh, uh, really complicated when it comes to uh, the time aspect. And yeah, four, right, peop four people messing it up instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did go on for a long time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but it was. Uh, I had a great time. So we did 800 point lists, uh, four players. It was us, the three of us, and also Martin uh, joined. So we were four players, and we played the, with the special cards and the tokens and everything. Uh, Jurgen, how did you? Uh, uh, how how was your experience? Um, I think um, apart from coming in I and flipping all the tables. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I have to say, uh, I, I actually uh, I had purchased purchased the, the uh, tabletop simulator before, uh, and I, I tried putting out some units and, and, and messing a bit with it because I, I saw that uh, or I listened to a countercharge podcast or something uh, that the Australian guys actually um, run, have run several tournaments on tabletop simulator as an really? alternative to UB. Yeah. Well. Uh, so that's when I bought it, and I, I tried messing a bit with it, but it is quite fiddly, it is. So you have to like be a group that invests some time in it to to to, to make it work. And I had, haven't really had that uh, incentive, because my normal usual crew, they we prefer to play on UB, yeah. and we love playing on UB. Uh, so what I needed to get into Tabletop Simulator was you actually spearheading it and, and showing everybody how to do it. Um, but so and it, it works okay. I would say it's it's a, it's a really fiddly program. Uh, but the visual uh, impression that you get when you play a game is of course 100 million times better than UB, which it looks like it was made for for Windows 3.11. Back in 1997 or something, so it's um, it, it has that the visual impact is very good, um, and but what I found most appealing about it is I I've never I've never joined in your um, kings and treachery games at uh, tournaments before, so I haven't really played it. Uh, I thought that was really good the system and the, the adaptation to, to Kings of War. I think it was really well done uh, because it, it, it didn't feel like, of course, it's, there's a bit of randomness and there's like a, it, it, it's not like a completely balanced 
game in itself, but but we tried playing like the Help is Rift uh, supplement, one versus one here in Bergen, and I didn't like that because it's just you know you play a game with uh, another person and you invest two hours and it's just okay I roll high on this uh, table and I get uh, double attacks on my insane hero and I win because of that it's not fun <laughs> uh, but in in this setting with four players it kind of balances out in a way because it's um, there are too many factors to control mm-hmm. right True. it's not just if you roll if you roll high or we get one card you will win it's not like that because there is always something going on uh, with the other guys so I think it was really yeah. good really fun and and and, uh, and the way it worked in, in the tabletop simulator I think it, it worked quite well uh, it crashed a couple of times so we, and we had to restart but that was <laughs> That's probably right. made, mainly a problem with the software and not a problem with how the game functioned because I think actually it worked quite well when you when you yeah. both the measuring and the movement and everything, when you just get the hang of, of, of pressing the right place to to, yeah. to make uh, pivots, pressing and, the right keys, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was great uh, fun. I think uh, it was even a good evening. Tabletop simulator. Yeah, it was a good evening. Even though tabletop simulator has its issues, so to speak, but it's. Yeah. I also I was actually I was impressed with um with the measuring tool. I thought that would be the biggest problem to measure correctly. Yeah. It turns out that's actually the one thing tabletop uh, simulator does better than UB is measuring. Because <laughs> we found this uh, uh function where you could put it on like uh, like auto and it would yeah. uh, if you uh, if you press like your unit and you drag the like the ruler to the enemy unit, it actually it actually um uh, it skips to the closest point on each unit, just like uh, in the King's War from the leader point. For. That, that, that is the big thing. From the leader point to the closest point on the enemy unit, which is exactly. Well, I think what you it. Mean. I think it did closest to closest, which matches very well for third edition. It doesn't match well for if you want to sh- want to sh- to shoot, then you need to do it from the leader point, and then then you have to turn that off. But if you're going just to, to charge, yeah, it's then it's that's closest to closest. Yeah, that's true. And but you have both options, and that's the thing. Yeah, you can just switch between them. Um, yeah. So um, I also think it was really fun. I don't know why it crashed. I suspect it was because we had these. Uh, we had some some of these units are very. There are like some guy. Like let's say say a guy like a year ago uploads some models from I don't yeah, know some yeah. scans of some Games Workshop models or something, yeah. and then another guy takes those models and saves them as a unit, and then the next guy takes them them again, uh, unlocks them, saves them as a bigger unit, and then after a while you get these models who are saved and they are all linked together if you know what I mean. So yeah. in theory, if the first guy deletes his model, there is a chance that the link gets broken and all of those people lose the model, which is why sometimes you get these errors like link broken or model missing or something. Uh, yeah, we, we actually got that some... a couple of times. Yeah, yeah true. That's yeah. true. And, uh, and also, I did the... I think I did the big mistake, Jürgen, of finding some uh, some flying... Um, uh, what the, uh, what the fuck is that called? Like that uh, the fish? You know you know the fish that killed uh, uh, the cr- the crocodile hunter. The what's it called? Like a stingray. 
<laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah, the flying stingray things. Yeah, yeah. Manta, Manta, stingray, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're talking about you're talking about Steve Irvin yes. right now. <laughs> he could, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about what crocodile hunter is that? Like uh, the name of a model in the game? What, what is he talking about? Uh, uh, no, yeah, he got killed by a by a manta, like true. a stingray. That's true. That's true. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, uh, you're laughing too. Sorry. You're laughing too hard. I'm sorry. I'm laughing sorry. Laughing too yeah. hard. I'm sorry. Yeah. So so. Um, <laughs> so you were you needed some shadow hounds or something, and we couldn't find the proper. They were only in troops, and you needed the regiment, I think. So I found yeah. these models in like I just searched in tabletop battle, like search for object, uh, monster or whatever. But yeah. that unit was actually a moving like you know it was flying like it was an animated 3D model. And then yeah. we made units out of that one, and I think the game crashed when. When I took that whole unit and tried to uh, like do something with it, like it changed its position in a very, I tried to warp them through the terrain or something to really get their position in a fine way. That's when I think it crashed. So probably the game was like, okay, load these, all these models of like moving animations of objects, probably linked from a guy who linked it from a guy who linked it from a guy, yeah. and then it was like, Meh, no crash error. <laughs> does not compute. Does not compute. Yeah. So actually, I'm hoping that uh, I'm actually I, I've, I've recently joined the like the tabletop simulator uh, community to, to to call it that, and I have this. Um, we, we're having talks to try to get mantic models into tabletop simulator. Yeah, uh, cool. There are two things I feel could be good with that. One is that we get fresh models that are not linked from like you know ten people backwards in time. We can get we can get like a fresh model from a fresh server, so it's much more stable. And the second is, of course, it would be great to have Mantic models in the game, so we could make units of proper models that we know and like, and you know, or at least the models that are, that are official to our game. Because now I feel like we're all just doing old GW models and like, yeah, yeah, whatever, meh. Them are griffs and they can, they'll, they'll do fine, sort of. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can get some more, uh, more uh, new and fresh models into the game. But uh, I also enjoyed the game, and uh, uh, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jurgen. I, uh, I mean, I've played several times with different people here in Oslo, and we do we do enjoy a good game of uh, four-player uh, Kings of War. Yeah, I and think it, this that that game actually has or that rule set or your adaptation of the Triumph and Treachery rules. It, that should be more, more well known in the Kings of War community. People should try it, play it, uh, because it's it's actually great fun. Yeah, it's good to hear. Good to hear. You say I that. agree, uh, Fred. You're a genius. Please keep me on as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but uh, but uh, it is. It's really a good game, uh, and with the new cards you made, it's uh, maybe even more balanced. And uh, when you said, Jürgen, that it balances out. That's also because peop it, it, there's a lot of diplomacy in the game. Yeah, uh, I was So if to you start that. to I'm pull ahead, to, then uh, the other players will do their best to uh, punish you. To, uh, to yeah, like we did then, uh, Fred, right? Because you got uh, kind of, uh, you got kind of uh, cornered in the, in the beginning. Uh, yeah, between you and Martin. Yeah, and I felt sorry for you, and so I 
just turn towards Vidog instead. Well, I got a I got a private message from Jurgen where we actually uh, <laughs> we actually agreed on the we agreed on on an alliance uh, in a different channel. Uh, and I did I did pay. Yeah, I did I did the uh, same with Martin. <laughs> I knew ex, it. Ex, except I attacked him. You did, yeah. <laughs> well, you bad guy. <laughs> but we we agreed on the, on like I would pay one coin to Jurgen if he did not uh, attack me in the next round, and he did not. So I would, I paid my coin that I owed him. So yeah, it worked out for the both of us. And thanks to that coin, Jurgen, maybe that's why because you played the actually. Uh, draw, didn't you? You and uh, Vidog, you got the same amount of coins in the end? Yes, yes. Which is a, a, a new uh, thing because Vidog usually wins. Uh, no, it's been uh, a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm because sure people, game... people are getting suspicious on, on me. They think yeah. I'm actually <laughs> really good at that game. It's like So my, pep, my peppy eyes ain't working anymore. <laughs> the sad puppy eyes are yeah, yeah no you, whenever you say like I'm harmless you don't need to fear me people are like oh this guy's up to something yeah yeah well that was a good good evening and uh, yeah hopefully we can uh, we can play again um, but uh, yes I agree Jürgen the, the the software has some bugs and um, the the comment I did about you coming in and table flipping was actually true because. Um, I'd forgotten to lock uh, players' abilities to uh, lock or unlock objects. So you came in and you pressed one of the sideboards and that caused the sideboard to immediately flip into the air. All the models on it fell off and it kind of hovered in some weird uh, zero-g st state. And you were like, oh my god, yeah. what am I doing? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, okay, I have to lock these things so the players are not able to, to do that. Yeah, but that has actually happened every time I've joined. You remember I, I joined when you guys were practicing? Or yes. You came in, pressed something, and everything just, oh no, it's flipping, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and then I left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 admin or the the person who hosts, uh, take my advice. You want to go into options, uh, player. What's it called? Like player. Uh, I don't know. Like whatever players are allowed to do. Like per permissions, I think it's called. And just remove all of those uh, like check marks. Like take away all the rights. Take away the rights. Yeah, you should. At least when I drive the game, because I will yeah. just wreck everything. <laughs> yeah, cool. So that was our uh, tabletop simulator game. And uh, if anyone are curious about uh, the Kings and Treachery or Battle Royale rules, uh, they are available uh, in a couple of places, actually. I, I posted them in the Giant Dwarf Facebook group a couple of times. Uh, I think I also posted them on Fanatics at least once. And maybe also on the, on the Kings of War forum, there should be a link to, the, to a PDF with the, with, the, with the latest rules. All right. Yeah. So, guys, what do you say we do a little break? Check, check. It's the Hobby Heroes from the Frosty North. The podcast is Giant Dwarf. We are the source of your local news. Remember when V-Dog lost his shoes? Or the time Fred saw that moose? And we wanted snake eyes to count as twos? Man, I can't believe these fools. If you're still listening, there's no excuse. Hey.
Very good. <laughs> oh, it's really good. I was so jealous of the uh, direct misfire intro that I just uh, came home from work today and like, fuck it, I'm gonna make my own. That intro is so, very uh, good, actually. But this was uh, this was good, Fred. Well, thank you. you. I think this uh, is better than the direct misfire. Oh, hot potato. Yeah. Now, you Would you say that? The... Let's they, see if they, they can counter it. Yeah, I think they went on Fiverr and, and, and hired a guy, and you did it yourself. So I think that uh, is a testament to you to to your uh, skills, uh, friend, that you can do this. So so yourself. now they need to come. They need to come back now with a with a reply, right? They need to reply and they need to do it themselves, not hire a professional Fiverr rapper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, right. who knew that, Who knew it would? Uh, it was talent in a giant dwarf podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's rare. Mean. You know, even the uh, yeah. blind chickens can encounter grain or whatever, the, whatever you say. <laughs> okay, so with that, we are into the Room for Improvement segment, V-Dog. Are you ready for this? Uh, yes. Room for Improvement. I think uh, that uh, virtual tabletop game simulator... Uh, had yeah. some room for improvement. Oh no! You're supposed to be advertising it. <laughs> yeah, it was good, but there was some room for improvement. Okay, on you're putting you're, putting units on the hills, uh, for instance. Without yeah. shaking and falling off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially when the models moved. I agree, uh, Vito. I think I do think that uh, tabletop simulator King's Warm mod has some room room for improvement. Definitely. Um, I think also that uh, I don't know because uh, you could play it without a lot of those mods that we used, uh, but those mods were, were also kind of lifesavers at the same time. You know, like that button that um, the guy Carl, uh, I think he's like a Germany player, um, that he he programmed this button like on the back of each unit and. If you press it, then it, yeah, the, the arcs of sight suddenly appear, like stuff like that. Imagine playing it without that. That would really be, be hard. Yeah, it, w it wouldn't work. I, I don't think it would work. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was good. I Those think without the mod, good, it's, it's, just, it's... Yeah. yeah. I wish it, would, it could be without the gravity. I don't really need my players to be able to flip the table. <laughs> no, I think it seems kind of unnecessary. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, why? <laughs> and I even turned off physics, and still you can flip the damn table. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I think also uh, the, the fact that when you pick up your units, they, they, they elevate from the table, like, just slightly, and then when you drop them down where they're supposed to go, they kind of yeah. bounce a little bit, and if they're on a hill, they will bounce off like they would in real life if you just yeah, dropped your... Is it real life? It's a simulator yeah. of real life. Yeah, but I think it could be a little bit less of a simulator and a little bit more like an abstraction. Yeah, I, I can see that. But Vido, uh, answer me this. Uh, Warlords of Erewhon or Kings of War on Tabletop Simulator? Kings of War on Tabletop Simulator. Easy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the answer you wanted to hear? Yes. 
I just wanted to put it on the like on the on the edge for you. Yeah, I listened to that episode uh, lately too, actually, where we talked about that. Um, I have also an update uh, for the room for improvement. Uh, and actually, Jürgen, you you were actually involved in this one. This is the post that came from you slash from Simon about the multi-charging units, whether they both were allowed to um, withdraw before uh, moving. I've been yeah. thinking a lot about that uh, lately, actually. Because confirmation finally came from Matt James about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you were right. You were right in your uh, suspicion, Jürgen, that two units are not able to both withdraw to do a multi-charge. Uh, so one cause unit you, can. Yeah, because you pick one unit, give it an order, and if that order is a multi-charge, then you have to bring in the others straight away. You can't do like withdraw this, declare the multi-charge with this other here, and then that withdraws too to join. That's not allowed. You have to go. Like you, you don't get the withdraw on on the other units actually, uh, and also uh, that little theoretical point that we had, like can you withdraw all your units at the start of the turn? That also turned out to be false. Uh, that's not allowed. Um, I'll, we we thought that was not allowed. I think V Dog, but we had this sort of little. I don't know idea that it it might actually be a bit nice if you could do that. It would, it would improve the game. <laughs> yeah, it would be like clean and like everything bounce back and then carry. But that's also not the case. Uh, you do the withdraw on, on like a unit by unit so, basis. Uh, so in in other words, uh, multi chargers need to be clean chargers. Except clean one as in you need uh, to have a. Yeah, I mean you need the. The path yeah, to one unit. One unit can withdraw and multi-charge uh, with other units that didn't withdraw, but yes. have a clear path. Yeah, true. Yeah, or, or if they're somehow able to, uh, well, yeah, that would be very rare for them to be able to pivot. But I mean, square-based units like monsters, they might be able to join because they could pivot and you know not be inside the enemy, and then go out. But yeah, it does. It does reduce massively reduce the. Situations where you can actually get several units um, to multi-charge if if they're all fighting in in melee. So I just wanted to bring that up, uh, an Ooh. official clarification on that. Try, I'll try to remember it. Yeah, that's the next problem, I guess. Or I'll right. just ask you at the next tournament. Yeah, that's how it <laughs> yeah. usually goes. Yeah, but do we think that the uh, fact that you do not with uh, uh, bounce one inch? Did that actually improve the game from second to third, or are we a little bit like it's it's a it's about the same like in com complexity wise and, and problem wise because it still causes some issues. Um, I the think it causes issues. I think it still causes issues, but I think it's clear and it's it's more clear, but it still can cause issues if if that makes sense. You can game it right by putting a goblin whiz behind your own unit, so you have to f you force the other player's unit to bounce back instead of your own. Exactly, those things are yeah. gone at least, which yeah. is great. I think the real yeah. problem is in the wording of the withdrawal rule and disengage. That making that it too complicated. Baked, uh, they bake yeah. two rules together. Yeah, just 
it's hard for uh well I'm stupid so it doesn't I don't count but I think maybe new players will have a problem with it. Oh yeah definitely because there's so I mean, many uh... so difficult uh, difficult wording and uh, what's the difference withdraw disengage what are we yeah, doing it's... here? It has to be the most common question on on Facebook, like uh, how can I move out of this? Can I move out of contact? Do I have to go one inch? And then people are like, no, you can actually just withdraw and get a free one inch bounce, and then do the yeah. declare. It's like what people are. Like, I can do that. Wow. Okay. It's very hidden. I think maybe the most hidden info in the in the rule book. Yeah, um, but we talked yeah. about this uh, the last 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 episode. Yeah, so we should shouldn't go too much uh, into it. Maybe we need um, some uh, other things to improve. Or I have one uh, one thing if you if you care to indulge me, uh, and that goes. Sure. Uh, so there is room for improvement in how uh, Kings of War podcasts uh, use names and uh, terms for uh, things in the game. For instance, uh, I realized most. Actually, most podcasts still say, for example, impassable terrain and special characters. Can you spot yeah. two mistakes in that sentence, Jürgen? I can spot one because it's called blocking terrain. And, oh, uh, and also the other point. one is, is, is uh, they are called legendary units, right? In, well, he- like heroes and legendary yeah. heroes, I suppose. Or yeah, heroes, yeah. Uh, that's my point. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not characters anymore. Yeah, but yeah. still, even even the big official ones like Counter Charge, like yeah, special characters and impassable terrain. I'm like, oh yeah. no, hangs in there from from before. I'll be like shouting out loud if I'm if I think I'm alone. I'll be like heroes, <laughs> blocking terrain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the other thing uh, that uh, War Machine? War engines, war yeah, war engine exactly. I do that. It's uh, oh yeah, and bas- and Basalia, of course. You know, which, don't know what happened there. Yeah, I I did get that because uh, why did this suddenly uh, pop up like three different pronunciations of bas- How do yeah, you doesn't say it, it seem like doesn't it but seem bas- like uh, Basalia must be some sort of parody because of the other pronunciations. So just, he, he learned that there are at least two other ways to say Basilea, and then he just made up his own, which uh, rhymes yes. with Australia. Just like a parody. So we could make our own too, and like it, it's just—is this like an inside joke now of the King's Tour community? Like, make up your own way to pronounce this word, like Basilea, yeah, yeah. in some word. Yeah, like can we do basil way? Basili? Basili. Basil. Basil. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But That's, um uh, pretty weird. Just touch it. I did listen to uh, Ronnie Rent Ronnie Renton uh, was on the like uh, direct misfire the other day and I'm pretty sure he said Basileia. Just saying. I, th- I think he said Basileia. Basileia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, so you you can't hear what he says anyway, so it it doesn't count, right? Oh, he's a, he's a cool guy, I think, but he has a <laughs> distinct voice, very he distinct does. voice. So, um, but, um, yeah, that's all really. Uh, I think we do a pretty good job, V Dog, of calling it blocking terrain and heroes. But uh, who you knows? Are. We might I'm be. Yeah, we we might mess up occasionally too. But I'm, I, I was just thinking, like, honest. how many how many years like post Warhammer 
is it still normal normal for us to use like Warhammer words? Is, are we never gonna get over it? Is this like the ex girlfriend that we can't get over? But but you have to. It has to change naturally. You can't force it. Just like you're forcing. Oh, I have a uh, room for improvement. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that your newly invented name, Battle Royale, shouldn't be the name for tri <laughs> Triumph and Treachery or Kings and Treachery. You see, you couldn't even say the name right. It's no, Triumph because and treachery. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you where it comes from so everyone understands. But Triumph and Treachery is dead. So you can call it Kings and Treachery and it will be fine. I guess, yeah. But I was like... I mean, how, how I many people know about King, Triumph and Treachery, do you think? Yeah, so you wanted All to use a name like Battle All Royale? Battle Royale is the same as Japanese people running around in an island killing each other. I don't see... Uh, I don't, see I, don't the... think, I don't think Battle Royale is actually copyrighted by anyone. Uh, I think it's just a name for... Uh, it's just a, a term for everyone fighting everyone. Let's see. But Definition, uh... Battle Royale, a fight in which more than two <laughs> combatants are engaged. Very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Vido, I think I actually forgot to change the name of the cards. I think they're still called Treachery cards, which kind of ruins my whole shtick with changing the name to Battle Royale. Because <laughs> I have obviously not done a good enough job of like changing all the words. So... Uh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Did uh, someone connect twice now? Yeah, it's me again. Yeah, but it's fine. So, no, but I think uh, for the uh, for the battle royale, kings and treachery, triumph and treachery, whatever it is, it needs to be readily available, easy to find, and people should try start. That's my room for improvement. Is that people should just try this game and improve their own like social interactions. So yeah. we're having some te technical problems again. We are losing V-Dog on the line. Uh, I think we might need to uh, do a little break. Other entertainment. Boom. Okay. Oh. So crack open another drink. And let's go into the other entertainment section. So uh, V-Dog, you want to lay your other entertainment on us? Uh, I actually forgot what kind of... Segment. This is. Is it just, <laughs> is it just okay, I, uh, some movie I've seen or something like that? Yes, stuff like that. Do you want me to start or are you? I, I know that you have both uh, started watching the Mandalorian. Yes, yes. So you can start with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It's been a good, really good view. Uh, how far have you gotten in the series, uh, Vidar? I don't. I don't want to give too much away, uh, but okay. I guess everyone's seen it now. Uh, so uh, well, uh, we, we shouldn't do. Try, we shouldn't spoil, of course. Uh, no. But there, are, there are two seasons on Disney Plus. I've seen. I both think I of just them. started. I think I just started season two. Oh, okay. good spot. It's really good. I, I actually didn't believe the hype because this was all released in the, like in the states, uh, like I don't know a year ago or something. It was. At least very far in front of Europe with the Disney Plus, the whole thing. So people yeah. were talking about the Mandalorian for like you know many months ago, and I was like, ah, you know, how good can how good can it be? But it's it's uh, it's a bit like uh, like what would you call it? Like it's uh, like a bit down 
downplayed. It's not exaggerated. It's almost like under, a bit underwhelming at times. Like this, almost like a Wild West feeling. Yeah. And then it kind of builds on that. So I, I've been really enjoying the show. Did you have you been liking it? Yes, I, what I like the most is uh, sort of like all the references uh, to um, maybe it's uh, Star Wars 4, 5, and 6, especially. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, which yep, I think yep. lots of uh, many of the creatures that you only get a uh, small glimpse of in the movies, so you're getting, more, getting to know them more. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fun. Uh, also, some references uh, to poor, uh, poor shooting by the stormtroopers. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's it's just a really good uh, like dose of Star Wars, and uh, you know the 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 last three movies ha- haven't been. Yeah. Not everyone loves them, and I don't know if everyone's even seen them. But, uh, what makes it, me a little sad is that it's supposed to take place after the Jedi stuff. Yeah, like after the old movies and yeah. before the three uh, new ones, like the very new. Oh, I haven't seen the new ones, so uh, yeah. So for I've me, this is. Them. This yeah. is quite a dystopian for me, or like, uh, no, like the oh. end of the world. Uh, yeah, because if, I, if you've only seen like the episodes one through six, then this is like yeah. the the re- most recent development in yeah. the Star Wars universe for you would be yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> cool. Uh, Jürgen, have you seen any of that? Uh, yeah, I've seen it all and I'm finished and I think it's great. Thumbs up all around. Thumbs up, yeah, definitely. And what's the, the the big thing about Mandalorian for me is that you get to, yeah, like you said, you get to see a lot of the, um, you get to like to experience the world uh, of Star Wars and then see a little bit more up close the things that is going on outside of the gigantic big conflicts, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little outside of the whole story actually i was expecting it to like be completely separated from it but i guess the show the creators of the show were unable to uh, i don't know restrict themselves and you know some links do creep in maybe you know uh, as the show goes on and that was like, oh, okay i guess i can accept a few links here and there but i would also have been perfectly happy if it was just a pure standalone thing with you know no links to the to the main story but uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, have you? Did you? Have you been using your Disney Plus for anything else, uh, Vido? I suppose you, or maybe uh, this was for you too, Jurgen. Do, do you use it for the kids? I use it for kids, uh, and I've uh, used it for um, for uh, watching a lot of the old Disney movies and uh, also the new new uh, versions of the old Disney movies, like uh, Beauty and the Beast and uh, Lion King and all like the the three D animated stuff. Uh, which is okay. I think uh, I would buy a subscription subscription for Disney Plus just for the Mandalorian because it's that good. Yeah, Vito, what do you say about the other well, I, other actually, content? Yeah, actually, I don't have uh, I don't have Disney Plus. Uh, I I have to ask my wife every time I want to see an episode of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Can you please put on an episode? I'm sure she yeah. could could uh, theoretically have shared some password or something. I don't know. I I don't even when the kids ask me, yeah, dad, can you put on a movie? I just say I don't have any movies. Yes, <laughs> <Ask> mom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so then we can play with Lego instead. Which is also okay. great. Yeah. 
Oh, Actually, wow. I have um, I have Netflix, so I, I can uh, put it on the Lego Movie. Yeah, it should work. Yeah. Uh, well, I've actually also I think I'm gonna cancel my Disney Plus soon, probably, because I I mean I watched The Mandalorian and I watched like the um, a couple of movies over Christmas, uh, the new like the new Lion King uh, and the new Aladdin. I watched and uh, yeah, I feel like I've gotten the best out of it, probably. But have any of you guys tried uh, Amazon Prime, the Prime Video service? No. No. Because but I there is a will. Sh- yeah, there is a show called The Expanse, which usually, uh, or I mean, which used to run, I think, on Netflix, but it got pulled out of there and is now exclusively on Prime. And uh, in my experience, or in my opinion, uh, it's uh, worth the, the price alone of Amazon Prime. To watch the expanse it's five seasons currently and it's a sci-fi series and it's just you know top-notch sci-fi uh i can't really recommend it enough i'm lucky enough to have a sci-fi interested wife so we can see it together but if not i would have been binging it on my own because it's a top-notch show the the expanse cool go check it out so um uh also, uh, when we've not been watching The Expanse, I've been using Amazon Prime for another show, which is called The Boys. Uh, very strange and quite misgiving name, actually. Uh, the show is about superheroes. It's a, a show about superheroes who have too much power and start to abuse it, or it becomes kind of a fascist system where superheroes control the world. Have any of you seen or heard about this show, The Boys? No. Never. Oh. <laughs> it's it's quite gruesome actually because it's like what if you had a superman but superman was crazy uh egomaniacal uh hung hung up on fame and uh, was not afraid to laser people with his uh, laser eyes and just splatter them like if he felt like it it's a it gives you like a lump in your stomach to watch it because you you feel like uh, these power figures which are created or they're there to like save humanity but you realize that if they go if they go astray no one has the power to stop them and it's just this it's like this icky feeling and it's it gives the show this uh tension if you know what i mean isn't that how uh, batman sees superman uh, yeah, it actually it actually uh, reminds me a lot of that uh, Batman versus Superman movie. Uh, Vida, that's a good point. He's sort of paranoid, calling him an alien and stuff like that. And the, the guy in the, with the the I would call the lead role at the main the main um, character in like this crew uh, is called uh, William Butcher, and it's actually I just uh, it took me a while to figure out, but he is the the, the actor is the guy from. Um, you know, in Lord of the Rings, when you come to the, the king who is uh, taken over by Saruman, do you, do you remember that? Uh, the Rohan guy. Yeah, the Rohan. Uh, in Rohan, uh, you know the the. King like the is yeah. Yes, and he has this. I think it's his. Uh, is it his son? Like who goes, who rides out, uh, who takes a lot of knights and they ride out. And when Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas, when they first enter. Rohan, they meet the, this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eomer is his name. Yeah. Eomer, yeah. yeah. So this guy is called like William Butcher in in the boys. He's like the super badass uh, character, and it, it took me 
so many episodes to 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 like wait a minute this guy is so familiar like who I, mm. this face is slightly familiar and then after a while it hit me like oh my god it's Eomer from Lord of the Rings it was so far between those characters it was uh, hilarious so uh, is it uh, it's sort of like uh, watching uh, Love Actually and then um, Walking Dead so who is there a character in common between those two, or did yeah, just... because the guy who's in love with Kiera Knightley is the same guy that's the main person in Walking Dead, um, uh, the father. Holy shit! You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's crazy. That's yeah, that's also the same. two different yeah. parts. You just blew my mind, Vito. <laughs> Got them. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching: uh, Mandalorian, The Expanse, and The Boys. And I've done some audiobooks. I listened to some more Dresden Files. This is so- starting to sound like an unplugged radio at this point. I've been listening to Dresden Files number 8, 9, and 10. So I'm really getting up into those uh, books. And uh, the current audiobook I'm listening to is actually the classic Dune from, I don't know, yeah. 1960 or something. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I played this video game that was called Dune. Did any of you Dune play two. that? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Dune and Dune 2. Sp- yeah, the Spice Harvesters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, what? I, is there I did. 2000? Oh, man. Didn't know that. Dune 2000 was uh, like in the Red Alert era. And oh, Dune I 2 see, was yeah. like a really early RTS game. So, Dune on PC was my first encounter with like the Dune universe. And I just recall, you know, the big desert area. You send out your Spice Harvester. You have to send it like a. You send like a, uh, like a helicopter to pick them up and bring them back to your base, and then you unload all the spice, and, and that that's your income. And you have to build your base like uh, Command and Conquer, Red, Red Alert, like you said, the Jurgen. Uh, yeah, I think that was June June two actually. Okay, yeah. This what you. So, but the yeah. the book is um, surprisingly good. So, but is he is it a bit noisy on my end now with the cat, or should I should I mute no, my mic? Fine. No, it's fine. It's just. Funny to, now, now that I know what's going on, I think it's funny. <laughs> Kick the cat. No, no, no. So with that, we are on to epic moment in this uh, tra- in this train wreck of an episode. So should I start, guys? Sure. Yeah. I think you are the master of the epic moments. <laughs> well, just because I write down stuff that's maybe not epic, it's 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 material. Okay, so I will start with um, me going to uh, Domino's Pizza and uh, looking at the menu, and I noticed they had a campaign on a vegan pizza, and uh, I was like, well, I do like the fact that they have a vegan pizza. Like, I support the the idea behind that. There so we go. <laughs> I I bought the vegan pizza, but when I came home, I put a lot of cheese on it. <laughs> so my vegan pizza with the cheese on it is kind of my first of two. So that that was is, the. How did it taste? It's not, it? it's not. It's not vegan, right? If you put cheese on it, or no. But the thing is, I want the pizza place to keep this product in their in their. Uh, in their uh, menu, right? Because I support them having that as a thing. So yeah. I buy the vegan pizza from them, 
and they don't know that when I come home, I put cheese on it. <laughs> I get it. So you 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 uh, support the cause, and the, 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 yep. they still have a reason to produce the pizza, which you suspect yep. nobody buys because it just have cheese on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so I had... That's a typical Fred trying to help the world by making small sacrifices like that. Yeah. So I mean, since I had That's cheese at home, I might as well I might as well throw some on, right? And for me, this is a local, like a local application of my market power. Yes. But I also think, Fred, that you uh, you get something back from this because I think when you put cheese on that pizza, pizza you feel a little bit naughty. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe. Like sort of, like a rebel. <laughs> this is my rebellion. Fuck yeah. the world. I do stuff like that sometimes too. Like order a veggie pizza and put meat on no, it or something? No, but the, like uh, small things, you know. Telling yeah. a lie when I don't have to, stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, it just struck me in that moment. It felt both very logical and very stupid to throw cheese on my vegan pizza. So that's my point, first point for epic moment. So which is maybe more of an awkward moment, I, I admit. Yeah, I admit, sure. It sure is. It's more like Fred's <laughs> battle to make the world a better place or something like that. It's just uh, ideological all the small moments. Things. Yeah, yeah it, I, I, <laughs> if it's been an epic moment, it would be something like uh, if the maker of the pizza followed you home and spied on you through the window oh, yeah, and saw yeah, you yeah, putting man. cheese on. That's hard to. Uh, that's a. And he was like, long. "No pizza for you." Yeah, the pizza for you. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. I give up. So, uh, how about you, Vido? Anything? Anything awkward happened to you lately? Oh, I feel I have to do better than Jürgen in this uh, segment. You will, because I don't have anything. I, I, no, but I'm in, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same position. I'm in the same position. So, I guess I just have sad stories, but they are not sad stories about me, so then I can't tell them. Uh, it, it will be a violation of others' privacy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and it can't, so. it can't possibly be sadder than your previous story. We talk about the surprise party. No, well, I can ah, tell a little great. bit sad. That was epic. <laughs> that was <a> fucking epic. <laughs> epic <Yeah>. sadness. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Fred was a little bit uh, put out. Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> oh, Did good. you see Steve Hildrew's comment on that? And by the way, that's our Steve Hildrew comment of the day. Ding, 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 ding. Um, he said that the level of delusion was uh, horrifying <laughs> or, so, or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those lines. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be me. It's great. Awesome. Uh, I have a small, uh, small story, but it's not very funny. But, uh, you know, I was uh, sick and coughing a lot. Yeah. And then uh, I thought I was getting better, but then I... In the well, I didn't sleep in my bed in a month because I wouldn't. I didn't want to wake my wife, you know, when I was oh, shit. Yeah, uh, I coughing. So I slept on the couch, and then sometimes they got this uh, coughing. Uh, what's a coughing seizure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I coughed a lot, and then I thought it couldn't be any worse. I was sleep deprived, and and then I and then I um, damaged uh, one of my ribs uh, coughing. No way. So every time I coughed after that, I started to cry. 
That was a fun night. <laughs> we, we okay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so, I, feel, I feel bad for you now. Yeah, that's not epic. Was, that's just. That's just. It was just sad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was worse that night, and it was better after that. But. Uh, <laughs> Did you like get a hairline fracture in your ribs from coughing or something like that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Something oh, like that. I've had that once uh, when I did like martial arts and I kicked in the ribs. I had this sort of hairline fracture. If yeah, I but you did too hard, it hurt. Yeah. And if I sneezed, it hurt like hell. But, but you didn't have a cough, maybe? No. Huh? <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for you. So man. that's, that's <laughs> so. the sunshine life of V Dog. <laughs> I think it's great. You're like this, uh, you're like creating this like. Uh, in internet persona in a way <laughs> that's that's like a sad version of who yeah, you really sad are <laughs> yeah because every, every everyone who knows me knows me only by my my happy side yeah <laughs> so you're trying to balance it out are you uh, trying to know. just make people like, like me so next, better, yeah. better than better than better than jürgen in a way <laughs> or or you, you, you're playing up this sad uh, puppy eyes V dog. So the next time you play uh, uh, Kings and Treachery, you can you can uh, backstab. Trick us all. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Like, Please lo- uh, be my ally and you know help me. And then pow, rear charge. <laughs> yeah. We 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 can tell each other that. Huh? Nice. So Jurgen, anything at all? I think this is the this is the dreaded moment for me. This episode because my life, my life is not epic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my, life, my life is just you know like uh, some people probably have like this life curve that goes up and down, high peaks and low bottoms. Mine is just a straight line. Is, my life is just like. Well, I don't know, Jurgen. I've heard tales of you being in a like a court case with your with your workplace and that doesn't oh, sound like just, a straight line. Uh, no, that's true, uh, but it, it's, it's certainly not epic. Or is it's, it confidential? It, it is quite, it's a little bit confidential, yeah, that's one thing. And also it's not epic, it's an epic failure, I think. That's For cool. me personally. No, it's not. <laughs> if there's one place I don't want to be, it's on the witness stand in the court case. So have you actually been to the witness stand right no, now? No, it's uh, it's a it's a couple of weeks away now. So we we're, well, you mean we're in preparing. the future or in the past? In the future, yeah, we're preparing oh, and wow. we're yeah. Okay. I have a I have a fun fact. I'm actually going to be a witness in the court case uh, in a few weeks too. I think. You are. Pro. Yeah, probably. What was is the? Is it something? Uh, is it random, like you're being uh, summoned, or is it something uh, like pertaining to you? No, well, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's my work. <laughs> really, you two, you're both yeah. being co- called yeah. into court by your old, oh by God. your workplace. Jesus. No, yeah, sure, it's uh, work related. You can say that. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm not comfortable <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> what have you guys? Me, me neither. <laughs> has the pandemic got to your head? Are you punishing people on the job? Oh, oh I thought you never asked. Uh, but, you know, I had this uh, talk with a colleague um, yesterday, I think, since she was like, uh, uh, saying, yeah, how are you? She's like, oh, well, it's feeling a little bit rough sometimes. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because of the pandemic. And I was just, huh, pandemic? Is it nothing? Uh, uh, the p- pandemic hasn't gotten to me at all. I'm just sad, period. 
I didn't. I have forgotten everything about the pandemic. It hasn't affected what? me one, one bit. Do I need to have a face mask? <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. Face mask on. Just it's just like another thing. Like it's like it's just brushing your teeth, or <laughs> so I just go along with it. It doesn't affect yeah. me in any negative or positive way. I feel. Hmm. Well, that's kind of good, I guess. I mean, so you, at least you're not being like oppressed yeah. by. And being I think I'm tackling this really well. I yeah. think we're uniquely situated to tackle it as, uh, you know, hobby miniature hobby gamers. We like this, uh, you know, like secluded hobby part of the yeah. the, the bliss of solitude. I actually fear that this this causes me to be even more antisocial than before, which is kind of worrying. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I might be becoming even more shy and like, you know, a bit... Uh, uh, you're used to not having human contact. It might not be good in the in the long run. We need to play again soon. Yeah, if you just not get... If you're not sick anymore, I can have you over. I feel great. You Nurgle mofo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think uh, the most epic moment uh, is actually your uh, jingle, Fred. Rap jingle. Yeah, I agree. That I was agree. epic. All right, let's replay that <laughs> at the end here. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. I even had an extra epic moment. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. And uh, like the other one, it's probably not that epic. Uh, but, okay, here it is. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like your so, attitude towards this, yeah. So at the, this one customer at work, so I'm an electrician's apprentice, that uh, most of you guys know. Um, so I have like you know work pants with all the pockets and like a kind of a dirty. You know, the, the, you get dirty over time when you always go go down to one knee and you drill a hole in concrete and you get like concrete dust on you and stuff like that. And um, you wash your your sweater and your shirt a lot, but you don't wash your pants every. You know, you don't wash them every day to say it like that. So you accumulate some dirt on your pants. Um, and there's one customer that's like a pharmaceutical company. It's actually like a laboratory. Um, so it's really really strict when you come in there. You have to put on like a a hairnet and a, if you have a, a beard, you have to put on like a like a beard uh, net, you know, like almost like a face mask. And you have to put on like a, an extra jacket, like a gown. Like, oh, because, you know, God forbid there's some dust on your shirt that gets in the product. And you have to put on these, uh, on your shoes. You have to put on these, these, the blue socks over your shoes. So guess where they don't require any extra layers of clothing? Your pants. The pants. pants. My pants were full of mud. And I walked in there like, well, I put on all these uh, parts of clothing that you require me to do. So I guess I can just walk in here now. And yeah, I could. No one said a word. You didn't have to. I walked in. Well, no, but I mean, I was very visible, right? Yeah, but they could have secretly hated you. Mm, That's true. That is true. But I asked the guy who's my boss, like, I mean, what about my pants? Do I need to do something? No, it's fine. Just <laughs> go on in. And they produce, like, contrast fluid. And for all I know, they're producing fucking COVID vaccines by now. And I'm walking in there with muddy pants. And 
every other body part is covered in some kind of extra layer, but not the pants. What you're so, actually saying now is if, if my COVID vaccine doesn't work, it's because of your pants. <laughs> Are you, uh, I don't know, Jürgen. <laughs> could be. It just could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> it's like things we do that work versus things we do just to say we did it, right? Yeah. And that's a, there's a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there so, is. Hopefully, but don't you think uh, like like having uh, having like dirty work clothes is like almost a badge of honor honor in your profession? Kind of. If I, if I'm too clean, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm uh, yeah, you know, I'm the HSC guy, health, safety, and environment. So when I started working in the construction business, I felt really self conscious about. Uh, having clean clothes, because everybody else was like dirty, right? Yeah, and you're the so, only one. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, so, so in the beginning, I started uh, uh, like um, on purpose seeking out situations where I would get my clothes dirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to fit in. But oh, after a while, I, I, realized, uh, I realized actually, I'm not the one doing this wrong. I think everybody else should wash their clothes more often. And then I have started practicing like this. It's a badge of honor to have clean clothes. So now, now oh, I'm the HSC guy with it. <laughs> I know you think I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this weekend style episode has been brought to you by the by us. So are we able uh, ready to round it off, guys? Uh, Sure. Uh, Jürgen, thank you so much for being on and joining me and V-Dog uh, to make this uh, special episode. It's been a while since we've been yeah. on. I feel, yeah. I feel like, uh, like like when I entered the tabletop simulator game where I just flipped the table when I came in. <laughs> That's maybe how V-Dog feels about you, but... Uh, no, I, I feel bad about my... Is, uh, still I'm my, getting replaced. Uh, V-Dog is still my favorite co-host and Jürgen is just a very, very good guest. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very does, much. It's does, been fun. Yeah, it was. Does that mean I can have my D and D segment back? Uh, you are welcome to have your D and D segment back uh, anytime, Vidog. Does that mean you have something for us now, or is it for next time? Well, I can have a, f a five seconds, five seconds D and D. Five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because uh, okay. if, if you remember from last time, you met this uh, Christopher guy, which was a uh, cleric apprentice, which led you up to the tem temple. Uh, yeah, I recall that. Yeah, you reached the temple. Hooray! <laughs> <And that's... laughs> oh, that's great. Can I do an elf barbarian poem? Yeah, sure. So, uh, okay. I... Uh, will start to write a poem in my book. I will say, so this is the temple. Wow, that was simple. I only got ejected, kicked and rejected by a goblin and an ogre bouncer. Uh, now it's time to smoke a five-ouncer or something like that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I see you have like the, the, uh, the hip-hop the hip uh, style uh, rhyming. You know, the barbarian poet needs to do some poetry yeah. every now and every now and then. That was so great, cool. uh, Dolph. Thank you. So let's uh, pick that up next time, uh, Vidog. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we, 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 we've actually had requests for D&D. Uh, &D. 
So um, some will actually be disappointed that we haven't had more. So uh, yeah, but what what's this podcast for if not for disappointing people? Good point. <laughs> if you're still listening, there's no excuse. <laughs> there is, uh, there's no no one can help you either. So. <laughs> okay, so this has been today's episode. Uh, I am Fred. I'm Vidar. I'm uh, Jürgen Ogre. And we are saying thank you for today, everyone, and good night. Bye good night. bye. 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 Check, check. It's the Hobby Heroes from the Frosty North. The podcast is Giant Dwarf. We are the source of your local news. Remember when V-Dog lost his shoes? Or the time Fred saw that moose? And we wanted snake eyes to count as twos? Man, I can't believe these fools. If you're still listening, there's no excuse. Hey.